Well, we're glad to have you here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thanks. My name is Joe Egger. I'm an assistant professor at the Duke Global Health Institute at Duke University. What is dengue and why is it a problem in the world today? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, dengue is, a, uh, is a, a viral disease that's spread by a group of mosquitoes that we call Aedes. Uh, and there are two main species that cause it. One is called Aedes albopictus and one is Aedes aegypti. And if you get bitten by a female mosquito you, who is infected with the virus, then she can spread it to you through your bloodstream. So that's only the female you said and not, not related to the male? That's right. It's only the female that bites and she bites um, to get human blood which helps in the development of her eggs. And what are the variations between the two species that you mentioned? Well, they're very similar. Um, obviously, they come from the same genus, Aedes. They're a um, tropical and semi-tropical uh, group of mosquitoes. Um, Aedes albopictus is um, a, a much more aggressive mosquito. It's a bit larger. Um, and, and by aggressive, I mean it will sort of attack and attack over again. Um, Aedes aegypti is a little kinder of a mosquito. Um, they both breed um, in artificial containers usually um, and they breed in really anything from like the top of a plastic coke bottle um, to anything as large as a you know 250 gallon water container and so that's one of the reasons why they're such a big problem is that they're they've adapted so well uh, to humans um, and can breed almost anywhere humans breed. And where would like the most susceptible areas be and currently where are the what are the most troubled areas in the world? Yeah so that's a good question too. So the the vast majority of the cases occur in the tropics and it's the tropics across the world. So anywhere from uh, Brazil and the Caribbean in the um, Americas um, to a lot of tropical Africa um, as well as a lot of um, Southeast Asia, like Thailand, Vietnam, areas like that. So with those areas, do you notice like uh, a problem with access and the technology related to being able to prevent or solve or cure? So the, the, we have very little um, ability to control the disease. We have a fair amount of ability to control the mosquito but um, it's still proven very difficult to control the mosquito to a degree that actually reduces or eliminates the transmission of the virus. So in terms of technology, um, there's not a lot of high-tech um, advances in controlling the mosquito. So one of the countries that's proven to be the best at controlling the mosquito is Singapore in Asia. And Singapore um, still today uses pretty low-tech tools to do it. They have a lot of people who are involved in the control. They go around house by house to inspect to see if there are any of the mosquitoes. And if they do, then they kill them with um, a spray. Um, as opposed to malaria where we can use a bed net to sleep under at right. night. The mosquitoes that breed, uh, that spread dengue, don't actually bite during the night. They usually bite during the day. They bite primarily at the beginning in the morning and then at the end of the day, 
when people are really up and around their house quite a bit. And that's why it's proven to be so hard. And so even that low-tech solution like a net doesn't really work for dengue. Now that's controlling the mosquito, yeah. then controlling the disease itself is really a completely different thing. Is that much more difficult than... It's a lot more difficult and there's a lot more high-tech high um, right. advances that have at least been attempted. Um, as far as I know, I haven't checked in the last probably year or so, but there are, there are a few pharmaceutical companies that are trying to develop a vaccine. Um, there is a relatively new initiative called the Dengue Pediatric Vaccine Initiative. Um, that is um, a group of a lot of organizations that have come together to try to create a vaccine. But for quite complicated reasons, the virus is very um, tough to evade. Um, and there are also four different strains of dengue called serotypes. Right. And these four really act as different diseases but they're very closely related. So any vaccine that is developed would really have to be able to attack all four of those at the same time. Otherwise, problem, it won't yeah. be very effective. That makes sense. Uh, so I'm, you know, I, I know you've done research in the past on global health. Specifically, what have you done related to dengue? What have your encounters with dengue been like? Yeah, so um, I did a, about four or five years of research on dengue um, and specifically disease surveillance for dengue. So try to, trying to estimate um, how it changes year on year in a community, why in one year there might be an epidemic or a lot of cases, and then in the next year there are practically no cases, and trying to understand that pattern over time. The two places I've done this research are in um, poor informal housing areas of large cities in Brazil and in Singapore. And I chose these two locations because they look very different. Um, places or like slum housing in Brazil is very poor quality housing. They're very cramped quarters. There's really very little, if any, control of the mosquito at all. And in Singapore, it's the opposite. It's a very wealthy city-state there is a lot of very good control, and you don't have much of the mosquito at all. But interestingly, there's a higher incidence of the disease in Singapore than in Brazil. Even though it's like so well off compared to Brazil. Even though it's so well off and they have so many fewer of the mosquitoes than Brazil has. So it might be a little beyond the scope of our conversation, but um, there's some interesting reasons for that and it really has a lot to do with the different risks you have for getting sick when you're bitten depending on what age you are. So the population dynamics of the two different countries vary in the sense that like based on the age it's people in Singapore are more susceptible compared to people in Brazil. Yeah and it, it has to do with the, the rate of infection, the incidence of being bitten is much higher in Brazil than it is in Singapore. What that means is that when you're born, the chances of you being bitten and in infected within the first few years of your life are actually very high. 
But when you're bitten as a young child, particularly with the, the, the first time you might be infected, mm -hmm. the chance of getting quite sick from that are pretty low. So s s for some reason that we don't really quite understand very well yet, um, your body's immune system tends to not really respond as much when you're young. When you get older, when we're bitten by the same mosquito with the same virus, we have a higher chance of getting sick. And so there, people in Brazil are getting bitten more, but they're not actually getting, they're not actually getting sick as much. Okay. Uh, do you see anything happening in the future related to technology or something changing th that could potentially make a big breakthrough? Like, do you notice, or do you have any suggestions yourself? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple of things. So one is I do think that a vaccine is going to happen. Okay. Um, now the issue is, will the vaccine be produced at a cost? Can the global health world convince the powers that be to produce the vaccine for a cost that people are able to afford? This is a, de this is a disease that really affects almost no wealthy people other than Singapore, Singapore and a few other here and there. Um, interesting, North Carolina has 80s aegypti mosquitoes. I see them all the time. Um, but we don't have any dengue fever. Okay, yeah. Now we might get dengue fever in the future and if we do I'm pretty sure all of a sudden the pharmaceutical companies will produce a vaccine. Right. But, but for other reasons, I actually don't think that um, anywhere north of probably Florida will have an issue with dengue anytime soon, even with climate change. But you think the conditions in Florida are optimal for some Well, uh, Florida is a bit of a gray area. Actually, I would bet that Florida is not going to have a lot of local transmission. Now, what happens is that because Floridians are so tied to Central and South America because right. of immigration, we see quite a lot of cases coming in where a person was bitten somewhere else and they come back and they might spread it to one or two or five people. But the chances of that becoming an epidemic in the U.S. are quite low. And that's probably due to the conditions in which we live, primarily due to screens on our doors and air, air conditioning. Um, the, the, the virus has a really hard time of spreading in those conditions. But um, just quickly back, so um, assuming that wealthy people don't have a big problem with dengue, then the world has to sort of come together and subsidize the cost of the R&D to produce a, a vaccine. And I think that's going to happen. And hopefully it will be priced at a point that yeah. we can have everybody take it because we're talking about probably 2 billion people or more who are at at risk of any given day of the disease. Right. And so it's going to take a lot of effort and money to make that happen. Right. And the access has to be like made available to those people considering like the conditions that they might live in, how important it is. Exactly. It will probably be having it will probably be have to be given away mm -hmm. or extremely cheap. Um, the other end of the spectrum is mosquito control and I've said that we have not had a lot of success so Singapore has had a lot of success but unfortunately saw actually an increase in the amount of disease as a result so for that and also because it's 
so difficult and so expensive to do good control, I don't think control is going to happen in the way that Singapore did it. With that said, there, there are a few initiatives um, by a group, and I'm blanking on their name now, but they're a, um, they're a pharmaceutical um, genetics company that actually has a presence here in the triangle now um, that has developed a genetically modified 80s Egypti oh, that's really mosquito. And they have done now a series of pilot studies in different places, like mm -hmm. islands, that have the mosquito. They have released the genetically modified mosquito. It's a male. Mm -hmm. And he will mate with a wild female. And because of his genes have been altered, their eggs will not hatch. Oh. And so what they've found is that after they um, introduce over a series of waves of these genetically modified mosquitoes, after a few waves, it wipes out all the wild females, and the mosquito essentially becomes extinct. That does seem very effective. Now, it works. Now, the issue is sort of part political, part science. We don't really know what implications it has to all of a sudden a mosquito's species becomes extinct and so we're a bit worried about it but it has been shown to be highly effective at least in small trials and there have been trials I think in Panama and Brazil and a few in Asia interestingly when Zika became a big problem last year um, this same company that has a patent on this genetically modified mosquito has been wanting to do a much larger trial, but our FDA has said you couldn't do it, or we need more time. Okay. But because the same mosquito that spreads Ange fever spreads Zika, all of a sudden the sort of the politics lined up and the FDA said, well actually maybe we'll let this trial go ahead. And so now in the last year there's been a lot more um, um, Ability to do these trials, and I think this is at least potentially um, a solution to not only hangi fever but other diseases that are spread by Aedes mosquitoes, like yellow fever and Zika virus. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, to finish off, regarding awareness, what's the number one thing you wish people would like be able to know or know be aware of regarding dengue? Well, it's tricky because I want them to be aware, but what they can do about it is not great. So um, they can't take a pill. Um, even tourists can't take a pill when they go to um, a dengue endemic area. Um, what I would say is our best advice is really the advice we give to not being bitten by a mosquito in general, and that's um, wear long pants and long shirts spray off on yourself mm -hmm. um, and try to stay either out, um, inside with air conditioning or in some sort of screened enclosure, particularly at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day when these mosquitoes are most likely to bite. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Egger. It was really good to have you here and receive your input on this matter. You're very welcome. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much for having me.